1: Yeah. Good stuff. Uh Lucas Buckley at Master Control. So Josh Schmidt stopped in because Josh was uh running the Sabres game at our sister station, and apparently the Sabres sucked today. Uh they went down four to one. Just a dreadful game by the Buffalo Sabres. It- it's a long season, and you know, I, I-, I must tell you that uh despite today's horrible performance by the Buffalo Sabres, don't you find yourself looking forward to the games again? Don't you Don't you find that the team has a totally different um, atmosphere and aura? I mean, Granado is, is bringing out uh, elements of this team that uh, the, the other guys were not able to do, frankly. And the uh, Sabres management... Taking a page from the Buffalo Bills management, mentioned this last week, about character, that they want good character guys on the team, and guys that will play for the emblem on the front of the jersey and not the name on the back of the jersey. So character's really big with the Buffalo Sabres, and I know that wins are a lot bigger for the Buffalo Sabres and a lot more important for the Buffalo Sabres, but uh, when you watch the Buffalo Sabers play, do you not think to yourself, you know what? They're not going to win the Stanley Cup this year, but this is a really good nucleus, and I like the way they're coming together. Uh, Lucas Buckley, you're you're looking at me like you are dying to chime in on this.
2: No, it's so refreshing, and I know for good has a different meaning for team for people when it comes to, you know, is this a good team or not? Right. This is a good team for where they are at in their development. They're a good team. They're competitive. They're in every game. They're fun to watch. They're not great yet, but they're they're good enough to compete.
1: Yeah, they're good enough to compete, and you get the feeling, maybe not today, but generally you get the feeling that uh, they might be down, but they're never totally out, and Tage Thompson, Obviously, there's other guys on the team as well, but Tage Thompson is putting up some numbers that are absolutely incredible. I mean, to to have a guy as early as he did hit the 30-goal mark is a refreshing thing to talk about with the Buffalo Sabres. But, Lucas, my one question, I have to ask this. What is up with the goaltending? Because I imagine this team with Dominic Hashik in his prime or Ryan Miller in his prime, and I wonder how much different the standings would be.
2: That's the thing. We haven't had a goalie in here uh, since Miller. I
1: mean, what's Grant Fuhr doing these days? (laughs) Can we we not
2: bring him out of retirement? Does he have one more year left?
1: I I think we could probably squeeze a year out of him. But what, I mean, my understanding is because, look, I'm a fair-weather fan, and I've explained with the Bills and with the Sabres. And I've explained that. I could lie to you, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to do that. I will tell you, I'm a Fairweather fan. I'm a Fairweather fan because, to me, sports are entertainment. And if something isn't entertaining, I'm going to watch a movie instead. So give me something that's entertaining on the ice or the gridiron, and I'm going to watch it. And frankly, as far as the Buffalo Bills are concerned, I've explained this uh, before, but the biggest part of the games to me is hanging out with my friends. Yesterday it was Debbie's basement again. And it was uh, it was a good time. It was a very tense time. It was an unnecessarily tense time, considering the Bills were going up against Miami's third-string quarterback. It was ridiculously tense. And I know Cincinnati didn't look very good yesterday either, but they also weren't going up against a third-string quarterback. But I want to get back to the whole goaltending situation. My understanding is there are some guys in the pipeline who could be
2: all-world. Is that correct? Devin Levi goes to Northeastern University, and uh, he's put up insane numbers that haven't been seen in college hockey in years. There's another guy, uh, Eric Portillo. He might be playing overseas, or, or I think I he might go to Michigan, um, but— most people Yo, it's are, the same thing, overseas, yeah, overseas. and Michigan. He's are a prospect. The same. He, yeah, he's a he's a prospect. Um, most people seem to think he might walk uh, as an undraft or not undraft free agent, but uh, as a UFA, he might leave and just not sign at the Sabers. Um, hey, we don't know we'll the guy. The just
1: be careful what you call him. Don't call yeah. somebody a UFA unless you really oh, know yeah, him yeah, to be yeah. a UFA.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, some people might think you know if he goes the route of a college guy that doesn't sign, but that's a speculation from uh, most people. Then. Um, at least Sabres Twitter, that's where I see. But there, there,
1: there is hope on the There's goaltending hope. front for absolutely. the Sabres down absolutely. the line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the team is entertaining. And you, if you're listening to us here in Buffalo and Western New York, you deserve a winning hockey team. You deserve a competitive hockey. Let's just start with competitive at first. And I think we're there If you like to watch hockey, we're there with a competitive hockey team. I don't think anybody can take that away from the Buffalo Sabres. We have seen them come back from deficits and win. We have seen them build big leads and not win or end up with a tie or something like that. We've seen everything from this team. But the one thing that I really like is, don't you think it looks like they're playing for each other? Don't they look like they are... Uh, They they looked like a cohesive team as opposed to a collection of individuals. And didn't you get the idea watching this team, oh, I don't know, since Drury and Breer, that it was a bunch of individuals as opposed to a team?
2: Yes, uh, definitely. And just the, the play style has totally changed. They always talk about on the broadcast how close they all are in the locker room. Uh, You see them, they're joking around apparently in the locker room. I know everyone says Matias Samuelson is kind of like the glue in the locker room. He's always joking around. So, yes, there's a different level of camaraderie there than we've seen in years.
1: You know, know, hockey uh, locker rooms are a lot different now than they used to be, Lucas. I covered the uh, Buffalo Sabres post-game, the 1983 season, and – Literally, guys were walking around the locker room smoking cigarettes. i never forget this. Dave Anderchuk is walking out of the shower smoking a cigarette. Like, I I could not believe what I was seeing. And Gilbert Perrault, first time, I looked like a choir boy. Lucas, I was younger than you. And I looked a lot younger than you. And I'm in the Sabres locker room. Please understand that from 1972 on... I lived for the Buffalo Sabres. I was crushed when they lost the Stanley Cup final four games to two to the Philadelphia Flyers, Bernie Perrant and Bobby Clark. I was devastated. And then hours after that, Rick Dudley went to the Cincinnati Stingers. He signed a million-dollar contract back when a million dollars was something, right? And – uh Rick Dudley left us, I felt so burned, and that was my realization in life. This is about the money. This, for the owners, it's about the money. It's not about me as a fan. It's all about the Benjamins. And having that realization at a young age, I think, made me a better person. A more cynical person, but a better person. But there are so many of us, Lucas, who are not your generation, but one or two generations older than yours who have seen this team, watched this team since 1970, or in my case, 1972. First game I went to was a 4-2 to win over the Vancouver Canucks back in 72-73. I think that's right. And um, uh, when you just think about the fact that it, it, it drives you crazy, doesn't it, that teams that have entered the league after the Sabres, Tampa Bay, the New York Islanders, to name just two of the teams, won Stanley Cups in very short order. And for the Buffalo Sabres, it has been 52 years of futility and two trips to the Stanley Cup finals and no Stanley Cups. It's... One of those things, before you die, just once, don't you want one of the major sports teams in Buffalo to win their last playoff game of a season? In other words, the championship, is that too much to ask? Either the Bills win the big game, which I obviously do not believe is going to happen this year, uh, or the Sabres win the Stanley Cup, which is not going to happen this year, but I, I view that as a possibility uh, down, down the line. When Terry Pagula bought the Sabres, I thought within – I guaranteed on the year, within five years, this team's going to win a Stanley Cup. Well, I think it's safe to say that I was wrong about that uh, because ain't no Stanley Cup banner at the arena. Uh-uh-uh, has not happened. And by the way, Crossroads Arena was the best name ever for an arena they should have done away with the naming rights and just called it Crossroads Arena. That name was awesome. Also reminds me of the Robert Johnson blues song, later redone by Eric Clapton and Cream, of the same name, Crossroads. Lucas, you're chuckling in there. No,
2: I, always, I know it's a corporate name, but I always thought Marine Midland sounded cool. I always thought that was a cool-sounding name for an arena
1: um even though it's a company name company name well see I I, I have to disagree with you the crossroads Arena yes that's that awesome. was that as far as names go see so much in a name the Hollies the Beatles Elvis Presley Crossroads Arena that was awesome
2: just awesome that sounds like a place you do not want to visit. If you're an opposing team, you don't want to go to the crossroads.
1: Well, yeah, there was a period in the nineteen nineties where nobody wanted to come play the Buffalo Sabres because, you know, they tried to do the Philadelphia Flyers Broad Street bully things for a while. Uh I was living out of town at that point, but I, I thought to myself, wow, what got into
2: the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, see, even with that, the Legion of Doom, I don't think they'd want to play at the crossroads <laughs> arena. <laughs> well, I mean, some
1: again, if if you're of a certain age, you remember like the Broad Street Bullies, and that was a nickname for the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. They gooned it up in the mid 1970s, and they gooned it up to a couple of Stanley Cup championships. Uh, is is what they did, and nobody wanted to play Philadelphia. Uh, they had guys like Dave the Hammer Schultz and Bob Kelly, Bernie Parent on a heart uh, on a uh, uh, a heater uh, was an unbeatable goaltender. Um, Bob Kelly, uh, who else? Gary Dornhofer. But never forget the night. Gary Dornhofer of the Philadelphia Flyers, late 1970s, ran into the Buffalo goaltender. I don't remember if it was Sove or Edwards or neither, but Gary Dornhofer laid a cheap shot on the Sabres goaltender. Lee Fogelin, number five of the Buffalo Sabres, skated over to Gary Dornhofer. Lee Fogelin was an incredibly strong guy. Tim Horton, okay, he was 44 when he died, but the guy had the physique of a lumberjack, all right? Lee Fogelin was extremely, ridiculously, absurdly strong. And he was not a fighter, but he was tough. Lee Fogelin went over to Gary Dornhofer and and put Gary Dornhofer on his buttocks in a wicked fight. And it was it was all Foglin. The fight was all Foglin. It was almost like Gary Dornhofer knew that he really screwed up and that he was going to take a butt-kicking. And a few years back, I don't know how we get off on this tangent, but a few years back, you might remember the game when you knew the Sabres weren't going anywhere that season. That was the game. When the Sabres were playing the Boston Bruins, and one of the Bruins guys decked Ryan Miller, sent Ryan Miller on his buttocks, and nobody, nobody went after the guy. It was the Bruins, right? Milan Lucic. Thank you, thank you. I, I Sometimes you wonder. You, you see so many sporting events and you wonder. But <clears throat> when that event happened... And I remember talking about it the next day when nobody, you don't hit goaltenders in the NHL, and Ryan Miller got just hammered. Not one Buffalo Sabre went to defend the honor of Ryan Miller. At that moment, I knew it was a lost season. Because if you're not going to stand up for your goaltender, you've got no pride in the colors, you've got no pride in the uniform, and your team isn't a team. Clearly there was something wrong with that team. There had there absolutely was. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to get off on a sports tangent. But uh how you doing? Do you know I still have that nagging cough from last week or the week before? It, I feel fine. Trust me. I, I I feel absolutely fine. But um it it's just it is the strangest thing. It won't go away. It just it won't. Don't worry, it's it's nothing. It's nothing serious. I don't need thoughts or prayers, but it's just uh, just one of those frustrating things. Anyway, uh, it is four fifty-six at News Radio nine thirty WBEN. It is so nice to have you with us. I told you I had some emails that I wanted to share with you. Uh, we had astrologer Cassandra Joan Butler uh, in studio the first uh, couple of hours of the show, and she went into this thing. Because you wanted her to about the number three and all of the number threes which were happening in Buffalo and western New York uh, in light of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Received an email. I was listening, Cassandra, to your take on the number three and Buffalo. Fascinating facts. I was in my car at a stoplight. As you were speaking about number three, I looked at my odometer. And it was at 100,333. Wow. First of all, I've never driven a car that many miles. Boy, did I smile. 33 is special to me. My dear departed friend's number was 33. And I see it all the time. It is her way to say hi or comfort me. My birthday is April 3rd, and I was born approximately 12.30 a.m. in Buffalo. So uh, kind of an interesting email. I don't know what she meant, though, when she said her friend's number was 33. I don't know if that means she played sports. I don't know if that was a uh, lucky lotto number or something. I I have no way of knowing. Or maybe she was dating 33 guys at the same time. I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, maybe maybe I'll find out and pass that along to you. Uh, it is 4:58. Uh, also, got an email. Um, one of the questions we had last time we convened about the um, this mad, insane drive to push everybody to electric appliances. One of the questions you had and I had is: Where are the gas people? Where are, where's National Fuel on this? Where's the fight? Where's the pushback? Well, I've got an email I want to share with you on News Radio 930 WBen. Uh, also, coming up on the show in about a half hour, we're going to get an update on the Blizzard hero, Jay Withy. He's been a very busy man ever since the story of what he did in saving 24 people broke here on News Radio 930 WBEN.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.